0: lost radio i'm i think we're on air i didn't get my (laughs) i didn't get my intro anyway uh i believe uh i am on air at this point in the game okay yes we are on air okay so hold on one moment Welcome to Snake Oil Radio. Uh, this is your host Jim Ventura. Thanks for joining me today. If you're uh, with us, and anyway, uh, it's your first time tuning into uh, Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is my monthly uh, 45-minute show. So I'm going to read uh, my current monthly column and. Then I'm going to talk about that a little bit and then open up the phone lines to take uh, some callers. I already see that we've got a couple of callers on the click already, so I will get to you guys. Uh, just give me a few minutes here to uh, talk a little bit about our, our subject for the day. If it's your first time again tuning into Snake Oil Radio, uh, my name is Jim Ventura. I am, a, uh, I am a spiritual counselor. I like to call myself a navigational aide. My expertise is astrology, numerology, tarot, uh, animal cards, rune stones, quite a few different oracles that I am uh, quite adept in, and I use them to help kind of guide people um, and remind them of uh, you know, their process and how they create their reality and, and how to do that with a certain amount of finesse uh, whenever possible along the way. So again, I uh, will open up the phone lines in just about five or ten minutes here as well. So uh, what we do is, uh, like to, I do a monthly column. Uh, if you're not already getting my column, uh, feel free to send me an email at venturasaj at yahoo.com or at venturawords at mac.com. Information is on the, uh, on the radio station uh, log, too. And I'll put you on the free newsletter monthly mailer so you can get that in advance of our shows and also know when we're broadcasting. So, uh, okay, so this month's column is called We Just Disagree. And so I'm going to read my snake oil to you, uh, make a comment or two about it, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines here. Um, okay, I love to sing. Every month or two I find a way to get out and do karaoke with a few of my friends. It was something I started doing nearly 15 years ago. With practice, my voice has become better and my confidence has risen along with it. I actually enjoy the opportunity to influence an audience and take center stage for a few minutes. I have the list of songs that I know I can perform really well. Yes, it's a real list, and I am a little bit of a geek. I also have an unwritten list that's far longer of songs that I can never pull off. My voice tends to be stronger with songs and keys that are on the low side. I can't comfortably reach high notes, so this is what eliminates quite a few of the songs that I love from me attempting to sing them. I remember to challenge myself each time I go by doing a song that I've never done before. I prioritize the value of stretching myself, even if afterwards I have to scratch that song off my list permanently. One of my favorite easy songs is a song from the late 70s by Dave Mason called We Just Disagree. I performed it countless times and can honestly say that it is one of a number of songs that I can sing flawlessly. The song has an amazing sound and simple lyrics, but has meaning for me. It took me some time to understand the clear wisdom of the lyrics, but in my mid-30s, I finally understood its meaning. Dave Mason sings about a past relationship that didn't work out. So let's leave it alone, because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. I remember one of my long-term relationships ended some years ago. We separated after almost three years together and I was bitter. My heart was broken and I clung to the idea that my ex was the bad guy. I believed that I was the good guy. He had an affair toward the end of the relationship, so it was easy for me to convince my friends and family that I was the loyal one who had gotten screwed over by him. Needless to say, they sided with me and reinforced my belief that I was the good one and he didn't deserve me. I felt supported by my friends and validated that I had been mistreated. This helped me to move through the grieving process at first. It didn't take long before I began to think, see things differently, though. After the anger and self-pity faded, I was able to look at the experience from what I learned through my metaphysical studies. This shifted my viewpoint. When I looked at the stu- situation through the lens of why and how I created this, I began to see that it also contributed to the collapse of the relationship. After two years into the relationship, I would begun to withhold affection and was simply falling out of love. I was often finding myself irritated by many aspects of his personality. When I took an honest look at what had happened, I began to see it completely from an enlightened point of view. I could see that the joy in the relationship was no longer there, and it needed to end for both of us. We were each moving in different directions. There was no good guy. There was no bad guy. There was only the two of us, and we were just not in sync anymore. His affairs was simply the tangible excuse for us to both break away. Since that time, I found it easier to see all of the relationships I've explored from a similar enlightened perspective. This has been tremendously empowering, and I no longer participate in the illusion of victimization. Once upon a time, I worked in a restaurant where some controversy started to brew around a year after we opened. The restaurant was not as successful as the owner had initially planned. He was not able to give the head chef some of the profits he believed he would have theoretically acquired. This contributed toward the chef finding himself dealing with some difficult financial struggles. The owner was struggling as well, but had some help from family and was less strained financially than the chef was. He was also more patient willing to give things time to grow. The chef grew angry and felt victimized. The situation became progressively toxic. Many of the people that I worked with began to talk about how the owner had screwed over the chef. A few people thought that the chef was a bad guy and ungrateful. It was uncomfortable for me to be around all of this opinionated speculation. It seemed that everyone around me was taking sides and wanted to see why they were right and who the bad guy was. It was clear to me that the owner had overestimated how much money he would bring in and was overly optimistic in what he could deliver. The chef was impatient, and while very talented and creative, he was a bit of a martyr. He often spoke of times and circumstances where he got screwed over by others. Eventually, things resolved when the chef left the job. Still, there was some bad vibes left behind over the whole situation, and many were, people were still convinced that they were on the side of the good one. When we're willing to detach from taking sides and things, seeing things from the who is the good one and who is the bad one point of view, we can actually shift into a more evolved perspective. Some people take another extreme perspective in situations like, like this. Rather than decide that someone is the bad guy, they beat themselves up for getting caught in situations or with someone who is a terrible person. Their focus is more self-deprecating. It often centers around how stupid they were for not being able to see what was happening. They intensely berate themselves for their stupidity and how they should have known better. This is equally toxic and also of little value. Even if we did screw up and not see the signs to get out sooner, there's always wisdom in forgiving ourselves and the parties involved. Difficult experiences are sometimes part of the learning process. If we had only answers without physical experience, there would be no need for life on the physical plane. Forgiveness is always the key in all cases. We don't need to continue a relationship with someone we distrust, however. It is always beneficial to purge ourselves of rehashing the experience and holding on to anger. Wisdom and maturity are about releasing the idea of taking sides. When we let go of self-recrimination and stubbornly hating someone forever for what they did to us or didn't do for us. We are free to be happy again. It is not only far wiser, but ultimately freeing to let go of the illusion of sides. If that is too difficult for anyone to do, then I suggest singing a little song. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So uh, there's my monthly column. Hello to everybody in the chat room. I'm going to open the phone lines up in just a few minutes here. Uh, And in the meantime, say hi to everyone who has joined me so far. Uh, Okay, so just wanted to make a comment or two about this before we kind of launch in. I I certainly am going to open the phone lines in a few minutes for uh, your comments, or if you want a little five-minute reading, if you've got a question or something, I could do that for you all also. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, I, it, it, this was kind of a long time coming, this column. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, it, it's really uh, tough, I think, at times to, to really come to that, that level of awareness. Uh, it certainly took me a long time to be able to do it. And I can't say that there's not circumstances still where sometimes I feel like I'm being screwed over or victimized. I usually catch myself, though, pretty quickly now when that begins to happen. And one of the things I didn't really mention in the piece that I think is really significant about talking about is, you know, there are degrees of, of how screwed over a person gets in life. And, you know, most of us can um, <laughs> come up with stories from our past of some doozies. Uh, if anyone read my first book, uh, Dirty Little Secrets, uh, here's my little shameless plug, which is available on Amazon, or you can get it sent directly through me. You know, I talked about um, a relationship, uh, two different relationships that I was in years ago. And, you know, uh, in one of those relationships, um, the individual I was even living with was actually stealing from me. I mean, credit cards putting me in a tremendous amount of debt. Um, I mean, the things that this individual did were, were pretty mind-boggling. And it took a little while for me to forgive it. But really, you know, the thing that I kind of point out to people is, you know, we do, we have to go through a grieving process. We have to um, we have to be upset. That's normal. But the key to healthy evolution is to, to reach a point where you're able to say, even no matter how much it got screwed over, what's best for me is to release the toxemia of holding on to this. Because I'm telling you, I I tell people this all the time, one of the major causes of cancer, we're continually looking for uh, what kind of foods and and things affect our bodies, and and those are very valid things to look for. But what people do not seem to get is that cancer is basically, um, begins emotionally and psychologically, as all things do. And it has to do with holding on to anger and resentment and also um, hopelessness, a sense of hopelessness that, that, that is often the case, uh, feeling you know that, that, that certain things are unresolvable. I'm telling you, this is where this springs from energetically. So uh, purely at, at, a, at a healthy, selfish level for self-maintenance, forgiving and releasing it is is really a major key to, to forward movement for us. And, and in, in the long run will actually keep us healthier and free of dis-ease in that sense also. And, yeah, again, it doesn't matter how difficult it was. It's just the carrying the energy of it around that I think is so um, exhausting and, and, and so difficult. And, and, you know, and that's what I find, which is really funny because I, I call it my, um, I call it one, I, whenever I have what I call my pity parties um, in my past, if I'm depressed and miserable and, and unhappy and the relationship didn't work out or, I, you know, I lost a job or, you know, a circumstance didn't come about the way I thought it was and I'm, you know, sleeping a lot and, and eating, you know, Haagen-Dazs ice cream and watching Lifetime television. Well, I don't really do that, but I, I had to sort of in there for humor purposes and being miserable. I always sort of do the same thing every time, which is I kind of I, I get this sort of uh, thing where I sort of leave my body energetically. And I look down at myself and, I, and I, I give myself a round of applause for how long I'm going to hold on to that position of poor, pathetic Jim. In that sense, and then it's on to the next thing, you know, the next thing in life, and and I, I get over it. So, you know, I think depressions are valuable uh, in that sense, but not for the long haul. I mean, at some point you got to kind of move past it. And so, even if you did get majorly screwed, okay, what do I need to do now? Where do I need to put my energy next? And that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Uh, that, that's a value because you know sometimes we we sometimes have legal practical issues that we have to deal with as well. But certainly, um, you know, again, it's that the key is freeing it within the body, letting it out of the psyche. You don't forget a wound or a mistreatment. You certainly don't let them do it again. <laughs> but you, you, uh, you forgive because that releases it from your own energy field and you're able to open new doors and, and kind of move forward and, and chalk it up as a learned lesson. So that's my little, uh, uh, take on that uh, story there so uh, we still have about 30 minutes so I want to get to to my very very patient callers here and see if you have a comment or uh, any questions and first I want to say hello to Amethyst72 and Lesarberes, Lesarberes. I'm, I'm taking a shot on that in the uh, in the chat room and anyone else who might be listening but not in the chat room or on the phone lines as well so I'm going to take my first caller here and see if I can get this to actually work. Okay, so uh, 610, you are on the air.
1: Hi. Hi. Hello. Yes, hi. Hold on. Okay, yes, hi. Uh, Right, well, I was wondering if I could ask uh, if there's any information. You were talking about your relationship. Is there any information about my relationship?
0: Okay, can you do me a favor? Um, there's a couple of things I, I just I need you to maybe just speak up a little, a little bit a little louder because you're coming in kind of soft. Sure, I can hear okay. too. So tell me what your name is first.
1: Okay, my name is Eileen.
0: Okay, Eileen, how are you? Is this your first Hi. time calling in? Yes, okay. so uh, now I can hear you better now, and also one of the things i I, I like to remind my callers too is a lot of times you're, you're going to need to turn the volume down on your computer if you're listening to that whenever you're on air, too, because we'll sometimes get a feedback. You're okay, though. I'm not hearing that, but I just want to mention this for future callers as well, too. So, Okay, so what was your question you wanted to ask about?
1: Um, my question was about my relationship. I was wondering if uh, there anything I could know about it. Is it possible to repair?
0: Okay, let's see what we get on this. Um, You know what, I kind of feel like, is this, um, are are you in a marriage or is this just a a long-term relationship at this point? Uh,
1: It was a marriage. He moved out a few months ago.
0: Right. Uh, You know what, I kind of feel like, this is kind of what I'm picking up in this, and I pulled a rune and I want to tell you what the runestone is saying about it in this case. I feel like, I'm definitely not getting a feeling that necessarily all hope is lost with this. Uh-huh. So that's kind of the positive part that I'm feeling. Huh. It, it, it's almost like um, if you can come to a recognition that the relationship in its past format itself is dead and will never be that and nor does it need to,
1: yeah, you can kind of great. move
0: forward and, and consider looking at each other for, through fresh eyes in that sense. Yeah. Um, which may may or may not be easy to necessarily do. Are you? Um, are you? Do you still have have strong feelings? I I think I do. Yeah. And Unless I'm you,
1: it.
0: Yeah. Do you feel your partner does as well?
1: Well, no. I mean, why would he move out if he did?
0: Right. You know, I keep. I, I kind of feel like I. I think I have to. I think I kind of have to tell you a, a little story here in that sense. So I'm going <laughs> to interject a little personal story. And then I'll, you'll see where I'm kind of going with this, because I think it'll be of help to you. You know, some years ago, I had a long-term relationship with someone that, like, I live in Phoenix, and, and he lived in, like, Sedona, Cottonwood area, which is about two hours north of here. And for about two years, we dated, and we would, every other weekend, we'd take turns kind of driving back and forth to see each other, yeah. for the most part. And, you know, this is before cell phone, you know, kind of contact and texting and all the other things. You just used regular phones. This is back in the 1700s. Right. Uh, uh, you know, and anyway, so uh, it's a little bit of a different world now. Anyway, long story short, it, it really was a good relationship for two years, and then I had felt that it was um, – uh, what needed to happen next was that we had to live together. We were supposed to move to the next level. We were going to, quote, unquote, marry. We were going to live together and share a space. And I became very adamant about that, almost to the point of saying if we weren't going to do that, it was a waste to continue. Huh. And so he kind of didn't want to lose me, and he bit the bullet, and, and we moved in together. And it was a very interesting experience because for the first six months of living together, he kept losing his um, license, his driver's license, <laughs> like all the time. He kept dropping it. He kept losing it. And I kept thinking to myself, what does it mean?
1: What does that symbolize? Losing? What's that what does that symbolize? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was it was so obvious, and when I say it, it's going to sound. It took me a little bit to get it. He kept losing his identity.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: he, he kept fitting. He wanted. He loved me enough to want to fit into what I wanted it to be, in that sense. So, looking back on it, the relationship eventually ended. It didn't. We didn't last together for more than a year of living together, um, and then we broke up very amicably, by the way. And then it was funny because even after we broke up, he wanted to be my friend and still see me. But I kept thinking, well, screw this. We're not together anymore. You don't get that. So not uh, kind of an asshole, really. I was in it. You know, but I mean, I was sort of over it, too, in some respects.
2: Right. Anyway,
0: so long story short, what I realized later on was I was really trying to squeeze him into being something that he was not. And so here's my message to you in that sense. I want to tell you what the rune says because I think this will really be a help to you. I think that there is still some, um, I think there's still some um, connection here, in that sense. But what I feel for you is, I think you have to accept it as dead in its present format, in that sense. And I feel like there may be a little resistance to that because your, um, your, uh, you know, you're still, you're still in, in love. And, and, at, at some level. are you still are you still talking Are you still communicating?
1: Well, we have four kids. It was, uh, I mean, it was a 27-year long-term. Right.
0: It was a long, right, a really long, long marriage. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh, so yeah, we have kids, and occasionally, I mean, uh, you know, very little talking.
0: He, he... That you talk. How long ago did he move out?
1: Very little talking. Uh, I think, oh gosh, eight months.
0: About eight months ago, because I yeah. feel like you know. And, and can I ask how old he is?
1: He turned 50 last year. He's 51 now. Yeah.
0: I mean, so this—I mean—I hate to be so cliche, but this couldn't be more of a literal midlife crisis. Oh, it
1: is. It's. I mean, it's, it's so literal, they...
0: it's almost textbook. It is. <laughs> so, what I want you to do, in that sense, is I want you to—I want you to release, um, uh, work at releasing the anxiety of the situation, because I feel like, you know, I feel like it's almost—it's sort of like it's just a little time that needs to pass, and then there's going to be some real conversations and some real. Um, uh, dialogue. I, I feel like he might be avoiding a lot of that at this point. Probably also because he doesn't know what the hell he wants. Okay. And he's very confused at this point in the game. In that sense. So the weird part that I'm getting is I feel like that if you're able to to step away from this at this point and say, you know what, I'm going to surrender the circumstance to spirit. It's odd, but I kind of feel like it's going to come to a resolution in a way where I don't want to that you're getting back together again, but I feel like the opportunity for reconnecting will actually surface again within about um, what it feels like to me is between three and six months, where there's communication again and, and the door opens at least to, to really, really reconnect. Looking at this in the larger picture and being able to move away from the emotional hurt which, by the way, is no easy task. Yeah. You know what I mean? No easy task. I so don't. I ain't making light of that. that that's I, know, I know. Especially, you know, 27 years.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, this is uh, really, for all intents and purposes, all you've known. It is. Yeah. You know, so but moving away from that, that, that energy and that sense, and saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel these feelings, but I'm gonna move forward in my life and look at where things are. I, I think that, um, uh, that th- there's some. In the larger picture, you're still connected because of children and other factors. So at some deeper level, you've made a connection to be parts of each other's lives anyway. But the thing that I feel like that you're you're hesitant to do is to embrace the fact, really fully embrace the fact that you're actually single. Right. Because it's scary as hell. But it is and it isn't. Because I feel like it's a weird kind of duality that I'm picking up here. But once you accept... It and are clear about it. That's what's going to bring him back in range. (laughs) Because I feel like it's almost like you you want to. Part of you wants to reunite, and it's not time for that yet. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I'm getting is it's odd because most people, honestly, I would tell them just move on and say goodbye. Mm. I'm not feeling that for you. I feel like there's still some connection here, in that sense. That's going to be re connected once he gets through his um, uh, Looney Tune phase mm. of running away and, and figuring out what he wants out of life and all of those things. Mm. So that's the good news. I feel like there's more to come, but that it does have to do with sort of accepting the death of the situation mm. in its present form. Let me read something to you real quick. Are you familiar with Runestones?
1: Stones? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome. They pulled a rune for you, and it came up uh, Perth, which means initiation, something hidden, in a secret matter. And it came up upright. Mm. So let me read a quick little passage to you here. Um, he says this is a hierarchic or mystery rune pointing to that which is beyond our frail, manipulative powers. Perth is on the side of heaven, the unknowable, and has associations with the phoenix, that mystical bird which consumes itself in the fire and then rises from its own ashes. Its ways are secret and hidden. Powerful forces of change are at work here, yet what is achieved is not easily or readily shared. After all, becoming whole, the means of it, is a profound secret. On the side of the earthly or mundane, there may well be surprises, gains or rewards that you did not anticipate. On the side of human nature, this rune is symbolized by the flight of the eagle, soaring flight, free from entanglements, lifting yourself above the endless ebb and flow of ordinary life to acquire a broader vision. All this is indicated here. Another of the cycle runes Perth stands at the heart of initiation. Nothing external matters here, as it shows you its inner reflection. This rune is concerned with the deepest stratum of our being, the bedrock on which our destiny is founded. For some, Perth means experiencing a death. If need be, let go of everything. No exceptions, no exclusions. Nothing less than renewal of your spirit is at stake. So it's weird because it's kind of one of those runes that sounds really, really good until the end then you're like, okay, I don't know if that sounds that good. <laughs> but, but it is. It's going to be funny because even in the tarot, the death card actually represents liberation and change right. and positive movement. Right. And this, that's what this is. It's it, it, it's it's disguised as a pile of crap. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's more than that. He needs to figure out what he wants and where he's going in his life in that sense. And uh-huh. I almost feel like, it would be difficult for him to even look you in the eye now. Yeah. Because if he sees you, there's a part of him that loves you and that will scare the crap out of him. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah.
0: He can't look because he's got to figure his thing out. And that's what I'm feeling is I think he's got to piece it together. Just give him a little time. In the meantime, you know, see it as a, as a, as a healthy separation in that sense. And again, this is, I, I can't stress this enough. This is not an easy one. Because again, for you, you know, you're you're really looking at a lot of things that you haven't had to deal with in a while. Um, you know, being single. I mean, it's well, I'm it's not really I'm like
1: in limbo. I, I mean.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But you'll so he, you know, get back into the groove of of life again too. Say okay. hello to people, flirt a little bit. Don't be scared of those things. You're okay. not, you're not, you're not betraying anyone by feeling um, that spark of playfulness again. I mean, the truth is. You know what's funny about this, and and, and if you stand back and think about this, he's kind of running away from, he ran from responsibility. Right. And he's going to probably be playing out a role of being a kid again in some respects. So you're kind of getting that too. It's just that you didn't want it. (laughs) You know what I mean? It wasn't what you wanted, but it's what spirit wanted for you now and only for now. So that's my feeling is, there's gonna be, I think you guys are really gonna talk soon, in a few months, but in the meantime, accept the circumstances. You know, there's a, there's a very key line that I quote a lot in my newsletter. I always say, your resistance to what is causes all of your suffering.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Very simple. Stop resisting. This is what is. And does it suck? Yes. Uh, I always, that's my cosmic joke I always say. You can pour a pile of, you can pour chocolate syrup on a pile of shit and it's still a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly you much have so. to
0: pretend it's not what it is, but you have to get your head off it and say, you know what, I'm not going to focus on this pile of, this pile of crap, the fact that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm single again and my husband, who I love, freaking took off and we have kids together. It's okay. That happened. Onward. I got to do some other stuff now. Let me see where my my, my energy <clears throat> leans, goes now. Because I'll tell you, when you've, when you've released it, at some levels, and, and don't have um, the anxiety and fear that he'll never return or figure it out, that's when he will.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's okay. when he will, okay? All right. So there's okay. good news in this, you just gotta hang for a bit. Yeah. And, and and you're a little in limbo, but that's what I mean. Get out in the world again. Flirt, you know, you you get a cup of coffee at Starbucks and there's a cute guy standing next to you and you smile. Yeah. That's all. All the stuff that you probably have avoided (laughs) doing for years because you've been married, and you're going to feel something interesting again, which is, wow. Mm -hmm. Someone just smiled back or someone didn't, and that was kind of fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've had a couple incidences, and I find they panic. Yeah. (laughs)
0: That's that's what the rune is saying. You'll be surprised. There's some things that are going to pop up here along the way. Yeah. And you you just have to open to it, okay?
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. It was great talking to you. Thanks for calling in. All
1: right.
0: Bye-bye. All righty. Next caller here. Thanks, everyone, for your patience. Okay, so let's get the next caller in here. Okay, 503, you are on the air with Snake Radio. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. I think we, have we talked before? No. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I think maybe it's, I... uh, what's it?
2: Okay. Oh, is, uh, yeah, this is the first time I've listened to your show. It's great.
0: Okay. I see Amethyst72, in, in, and I, I thought it might have been her. So, I, again, I'm going to give my shout-out hello to Amethyst72 again. It's mm-hmm. very okay. uh, chatty and colorful in the chat room. Okay, so what's your name?
2: My name is Lori.
0: Okay, Lori, how are you today?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. Do you have a comment, a question? Tell me what you're uh, calling,
2: calling Um Well, I would really, uh, I would really appreciate what, a five-minute reading. That would be really awesome, and I guess maybe a little bit um, with a relationship focus.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. Let me see what we get here. I think that is definitely the theme of the um, of the day, in that sense. Okay. So here's what I'm getting. I, I pulled a. Um, let me pull the – oh, they want to do angel card here. Okay. It, it, it's funny. My process is funny because I have a lot of different oracles that I read. That's what I think is kind of um, either odd or very, very compelling for people in that sense um, that I'm able to do this. But I have a lot of tools. So sometimes when people in my office, I'm like pulling like six different things for them, And they all kind of mirror the same element back, which is always fascinating. So I did two things. I pulled an animal card and I pulled an angel card for you. And, um, let me, uh, let me first start off by saying, let me tell you what the angel card says, because um, I okay. think you need a little kind of boost here in that sense, um, in this okay. area. So before we even get to that, is your question, um, are you in a relationship now or are you just kind of looking for where that, that could be in your life?
2: Um, well, I, I have, um, I'm in a non-committed relationship. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: for the last year, I have, um, or even longer, there's been two different men that are kind of coming and going in my life
0: a little right. bit,
2: like, mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: Okay. So there's it, it, a couple of things that I'm uh, that I'm that I'm picking up here about that, right? So okay, so that makes sense because I'm looking at you and I'm I'm not seeing like that you're married, um, in my head in that sense. Um, so are you technically single. Right. Yeah, okay. Yes. But you've got a couple of different possibilities here. So, the angel card is is crystal and she says have faith and hope because there is something positive and new on the horizon that you can't yet see. Okay. So something is getting ready to kind of come about in that sense, but it's still a little bit off in the in the uh I, I want to say in the distance in that sense. I also um, I pulled uh, I pulled an animal card for you. And it's funny because okay. the animal that jumped out at me was a blackbird. And I, whenever I see blackbird comes up for people in that sense, I always think that the message is very similar. You know, one of the things that I, I, I want you to do is, and I'm going to give you a couple impressions of impressions where things are going, is I want you to, if, if you can, um, wh- where do you live, by the way? What state? Oregon. In, in Florida, did you say? in portland oregon oh in oregon okay good all right yeah. sorry i don't know where the hell i got florida from <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh
0: mercury's retrograde by the way in virgo so anybody who knows what that means knows that we're all probably a little um my says would love retarded mentally for the <laughs> last uh, week or so and that will go on for a good another week and a half by the way too especially when it's in right. virgo so uh probably been dumb as a box of rocks but that i, I can i can still put these things together so um so uh, what I would like you to do, and you're, I reason I ask where you were because I feel, I, I ask you because of the weather. I want you to, whether it's early in the morning or even late at night, whenever you can, you may feel the draw to do this, I want you to sit outside if you can in nature just for a little bit and get really, really quiet and focus on what it is that you want in your life in that sense and where your natural inclinations and talents and abilities are really pulling you. Usually what the blackbird is, black, they, the blackbird is kind of called a smith's bird, and it means that the need for us to really, really listen to the, the, the pull from within us about what it is that we want in our life in that sense. And I feel like in your process of creation, you don't have a problem bringing potential suitors to you, clearly, that you're able to do this. That's not the issue. But I feel like you're, you've got this non-committedness. Because it's still a part of you that isn't wasn't really fully ready to ultimately commit and make the make a decision mm-hmm. in that sense. So the, the, the men around are reflecting that back. So what I feel like is beginning to happen is I really want to say I think that that this has worked for you for some time, but I think that the process that you're in now, it, it, you're, I think you're getting bored of it. In that. Okay. You're wanting actually something a little deeper and and right. more committed in that sense. And that's beginning to shift. But I want you to own it as opposed to really getting caught in the trap of thinking that, um, you know, you keep kind of pulling on these guys and they can't fully commit to you in that sense. Because what I'm feeling here is, could you say, is there two around you now?
2: Sort of. One and uh, a half? But- <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 We'll, say, we'll say one and a half. Um you know what I feel like is um the the half that I'm talking about, and you know what I'm referring to.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Is
0: is is just it just does not feel like it's fully moving in at this point. And it doesn't have anything to do with what lack in you in that sense. It just has also to do with where he is in some right. respects. But I think that the the one that you're with is working, and is it is he actually in the city at least where you are, or is it a long distance?
2: thing? Yeah, he. The other one, well, I guess you know we're have that we're not really communicating, but you know, here and there an email. He lives in a different country. Right. In Canada, so okay. it's not that far. But Yeah, that's um, what I,
0: that's why I, I feel like that that feels really difficult. It's tough because there is a connection, though.
2: There's a connection there, and um I really try i I try to cut it off, but it comes back really easily yeah don't
0: know. yeah
2: absolutely. um and then but the one that I'm with right now is um he's i don't know he's really um, i don't he i don't know i He's not the best at communicating, I think. Right. Um, I don't really know what he wants. But you, what are you reading with that?
0: You know what? I kind of feel like, let me, because I'm getting a really clear signal on this for you. So it'll be easier okay. for, you know, to to pull through the model. Good. It's there, but he's, you know, it, it feels like there's a party that feels a little bit like you're settling. And oh, for me? Yeah, for you. And, and it's because of of the, and largely that's because of the communication issue, as well okay. that you're you're kind of settling. So the thing that I'm getting, is it feels like, he's not really gonna change. So the choice that you have is to accept this and and be and be okay with it, and or um, or realize that you you need to open your your doors to some other possibilities coming in. So I just feel like it's not. It's just not that strong in him in that sense to uh, to communicate well. I, I think he cares and I think he's interested. I don't think that's off. But I think that there's a part of you that's like, um, I don't know, I, I think you like it, but I don't think you're thrilled with it. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: I guess and there's things about him um, that I really like, but then his lifestyle choices are kind right. of, that's the part. Um.
0: Yeah, and that's it. So, 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 I mean, so really, it, it really boils down to can you be okay with this and, 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 and form a life with someone that you don't really, really fully um, agree with in terms of mm-hmm. choices? Or do you have to kind of wake up and smell the coffee and say, okay, um, am I, is this not really going to work for me in the long haul in that sense? You know, and, and, and you don't have to feel bad about thinking about that. That's what I mean about the blackbird. The blackbird is—it's interesting because—and don't be surprised if you start seeing little birds, <laughs> because it's just a funny thing that will happen. Because they try to talk to you in that sense and really look at what your own heart is telling you a, a, in that sense about you know what what you want and what works and what's fulfilling to you in that sense. Because I feel like. What, what Spirit is telling me is you could easily stay and form a life with this man if you choose to, but that you might not be um, totally fulfilled, that you would have to find other friends and, and companions, people to talk with, to communicate with, to, spend, to share a lot of your energy. So you could. But what I'm feeling is you may want to open up to the possibility of, of letting, um, of seeing whether the Spirit has someone else in, uh, for you.
2: Okay.
0: And that's a scary thing, but not so scary. Because, I mean, really, if let me kind of, I I love to do this for people because it's sort of like what I call cutting to the chase. If you were, um, if you imagine your life with him, and it's ten years later, and you're together, Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the same, though. How does that feel in your body?
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, think about that. Okay. Feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, see what I mean? That's kind of the, that's the crux of it. You know, he he's not, he's okay with where he is. Oh, really? In, in terms of his choices and what he does. Like, that's what he does. It's kind of like, you know, I mean, I, it, again, when we talk about life choices, um, uh-huh. he, he I don't think he feels like he has to necessarily fix them or change them. And yeah. I don't think you're asking that of him. I think it's more the discontent that's kind of coming up that it's not, you know, necessarily really, really for you, you know. So I think that's what, if you get quiet and you really start to listen to what your own soul is telling you in that sense, I don't think you have to break up or end this at this point in the game. I think it's more an issue of saying, okay, I'm going to reach out and ask spirit, either make this work for me or help me to let it go. So I can open up a door to some, something else,
2: okay, and can you tell me anything about um i'm I'm a teacher and um I just lost my contract in June and I'm on right. unemployment and is there maybe that blackbird, but i'm
1: yeah, I, I have
2: all of these ideas, and i don't, I'm looking for something really strong to like clearly say like this is your path
0: or yeah and that's what I think that's I think that's what's why I'm pushing because the blackbird remembers the Smithbird, so that's why okay. this is pulling in real strong because that will um, that's also going to come during those quiet times and that's I see you um, they keep telling me by February of 2011 you'll be really really busy again juggling multiple things so some stuff coming up I want to say as soon as um, November Okay. a couple of doors have all open up I kind of feel like it's almost like you're finding a way to do some um temporary or part time fill in kind of work, but I also feel like that you're um there's something that you're developing too that's kind of your own in that sense and there's been an idea brewing around in the back of your head mm-hmm. and it's gonna come surface you just haven't you just don't know a way to you just haven't known how to get that going. Uh, and that's yeah. also what to do with it, or see it as a way to actually make money. But um, ask the ask the blackbird. Um, literally, I, it sounds cuckoo, but trust me, cuckoo works. Sit and watch birds, okay. and you're going to see a couple of things. You're going to notice often something very interesting when you watch birds that birds often fly together in pairs. Okay. And that will give you some insight, and the door is going to open up in terms of where you're going. But they are telling me a lot going on in February in that sense, like really active. I feel like you're juggling multiple things. It's going to be like going from nothing to a lot once that comes around. But a lot of those seeds and things will come together in, in early, in, uh, in, in, uh, in November, a lot of this will start. But, it, again, it has to do, something's in the back of your mind already. You're going to get pushed. But for the next month or so, you're kind of still a little bit in limbo
2: mm-hmm.
0: in that sense. That's why I'm, I'm saying take advantage of the, of the time to really, really open up in here. Okay? Okay. All right. I to, to go, because I've got only two more minutes to go here on the show. So thank okay. you for calling. All in. right.
2: Was... Yeah, thank yeah. you I, very much.
0: Absolutely. I hope it was a help. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye Laura. Okay.
2: Bye.
0: Okay. So I have someone else on the line. I'm not going to be able to pick you up here. We've only got one more minute on the show. So let me kind of finish up here. Thank you to both of my callers and everybody who's in the chat room. And as always, Amethyst72, uh, I appreciate your comments and your smiles and your hearts and all of those good things. So uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm looking at in November, I'm probably going to move the show to a weekly, uh, very uh, commitment phobic, my Sagittarius self here to, to bite the bullet and go with a, a weekly show. I would like to get a, a, a longer following with an audience and be able to take more callers. The shows go by awful fast. But I will, uh, as of November, definitely be doing an added show anyway with my uh, interview feature. And I'm lining up guests to be on the show to interview as well. So uh, anyway, uh, again, if you're not already on my email list, email me, email me guys, VenturaSag at yahoo.com or venturawords at mac.com. Uh, get the newsletter uh, if you want personal sessions. Um, there's information about how to do that through the newsletter and my website. And also, a lot of times I do discount on sessions and readings for people who are on my snake oil column list. So grab at it, um, great information on there as well, and um, uh, again, I thank everybody for, for tuning in today to Snake Oil Radio, we will be back on the air again early in October, uh, again, that information is always posted when the shows will be in my newsletter, and I do some guest spots and other shows that some of you have also caught, like Journey into White Radio, which is also here. So. uh you can, again, check out information on readings, my books, all that good stuff on my website. All information is on the site. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, and sing a little song for yourself today, <laughs> and uh, cheers.